Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be student loan debt, managing expenses accrued through higher education. Um, now, when it comes to empowering the opposition, um, I imagine that this might be a topic where there are so many opposing viewpoints, um, which means that you know, just room for more empowerment um, the way that I see it. Um, there are folks who believe that your college career uh, must connect to your career career, your professional career. Um, and then, of course, there are folks who believe college is uh, an opportunity for you to expand your horizons, which means that uh, your professional career should be secondary to your personal, um, personal growth uh, when it comes to uh, your college years. Now, the opposing viewpoints are so abundant that it's almost impossible to, to account for all of the nuances in between. Of course, you do have those extremes where you might have people say, well, if it doesn't, What's the old saying? If it doesn't make dollars, it don't make sense, right? So it's um, you know you you know you might have folks who approach college and university with that mentality, where um, you start at the end and you try to figure out, okay, so is this college experience, this college university experience, financially worth it? Um, and then of course you've got others who think to themselves, well, college is a place for enrichment, not necessarily. I mean, professional growth is important. I don't think many people would disagree with that, but it's, it's a place for enrichment. It's a good four or five years where you get to expand your personal horizons and then you can focus on what you'll be doing professionally, uh, particularly because most college students at the undergraduate level tend often to be very young. Um, which means that they might change their mind several times. Um, and even by the time they graduate, let's say when they're 21, 22, 23 years old, um, their mind might change uh, several times over again. So now they might be looking retrospectively and saying, well, I should have done, should have had more enrichment, personal growth as opposed to professional growth because now I want to do something different professionally from what I was doing uh, or studying to do while I was in college. Now, how does this connect to student loan debt? Uh, from a financial standpoint, it is an investment. Whether uh, whether it connects to your uh, professional income or if it connects to your uh, personal enrichment, um, you're looking at it as an investment potentially. Now, of course, in True Empowering the Opposition Forum, we'll talk about how it may not be an investment, um, how you might not view it as an investment, which is perfectly fine. But let's say you do view it as, a, as an investment, then you'll have to make the decision of what kind of investment do you view your college education as. Are you a pre-nursing student and you know that you know with certain degrees you'll be making potentially $250,000, $300,000 a year, and so you're in college, you're at university to get to the point where you are qualified, you are certified to be in that position. Um, to have uh, financial independence, potentially building toward, uh, you know, a great great level of wealth, um, potentially intergenerational wealth uh, at that level if you put in enough time, work, right? Or do you see it as an investment in your personal uh, enrichment where you may not have considered opposing viewpoints over the course of your lifetime because maybe you grew up in you know, maybe you grew up in the city, middle of New York City, and you've never really experienced life outside of the city. So now it's an opportunity for you to go to college in small town USA and really get a feel for what, you know, the Midwest might be like. 
Or maybe you've grown up in the Midwest in small town USA and now you want to get a feel for what the city will be like. And college and university is a great opportunity for you to do that while still working towards something academic. Um, so, you know, you'll have to make that decision. And neither decision is right. I mean, you know, I, I, I can tell you that for me, it was more of a balanced decision. Uh, personal enrichment has always been important to me, uh, but so too has professional growth and wealth development. So, you know, I was able to find um, a field where, <clears throat> where I felt like I was getting the best of both worlds. But th- that's the thing with the, the best of both worlds. It's not really, it's sort of like a misconception because you don't really get the best of both worlds. You get the best combination of the two, which certainly comes at a compromise, which is what, uh, what my experience was like. Now we go to the idea, uh, the concept rather, that um, that college and university may not be an investment, may not be a good investment. And that's a perfectly fine argument as well. Some folks prefer trade school because it leads directly into a career without having to take prerequisite courses. So in true empowering the opposition form, if you can think back to your undergraduate days, as I can, you know, my major was sociology and anthropology. Not every class that I took during undergrad related to sociology and anthropology. I had to take uh, uh, astronomy, um, uh, several second language courses. Uh, none of these courses do I do I use, although astronomy I have some interest in. That's uh, more of a hobby. It ha- certainly has nothing to do with my profession. Um, so there is a good argument to be made that if you know exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it, and you just want to get to the point where you're doing it, College may not be a good investment for you. Um, college is not a good investment for everyone. It was a great investment for me, but that doesn't mean that it's a great investment for everyone. Um, and I think that's that's an important thing to, to recognize. Now, when it comes to that student loan debt, um, you've paid uh, whatever it is that you've had to pay, assuming that you're not on a scholarship, right? Because this podcast wouldn't really apply to you if you just ran through your college career uh, on full scholarship, whether it's academic or athletic, and you're coming out, you're coming out the other end with no debt whatsoever, in which case you, you've, you've done it. You've, you've beaten the system. But assume that you do have some college debt, let's say $100,000, $200,000, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, depending on you know, what, if you've gone to graduate school and so on and so forth. How do you pay that, that student debt off? I think it's important to do your own research. Again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I would say, um, sort of like a dropping hints here, if you do your re- own research, you'll find that there are a number of, uh, let's say, abbreviated payment plans uh, as you're paying back your student loans. All legal, by the way. I'm not giving you, first of all, I'm not giving you financial advice anyway, but I'm also not alluding to anything that's illegal. Do your own research. There are plans, repayment plans that are abbreviated, could be 10% of your discretionary income, 15% of your discretionary income, um, potentially 5% of your discretionary income, depending on uh, when you're listening to this and if policies have changed. And then, of course, loan forgiveness. Um, There are several uh, loan forgiveness options as well, um, some where... Once you've been paying at a abbreviated rate for uh, 15, I'm sorry, 10, 15, 20 years, um, you could have the remainder of your student loans potentially forgiven. Um, so I suppose in, rather than giving you advice of what you should be doing, maybe I'll give you some ideas of words that you should be uh, Googling 
uh, search terming. So the first would be uh, student loan repayment plans. Might be a search term that you throw in there and see what comes up. And then, of course, student loan forgiveness might be a search term that you throw up uh, into the Google, as, the, as they say, and, uh, and see what comes up. I promise you, well, I don't want to promise you that because maybe you've done this already. But if you haven't done this yet, I'm, I'm very confident that you'll be surprised at the information that you find because there are a number of ways to pay back your student loans um, in an abbreviated form. Uh, that being said, though, we still go back to the idea that college is an investment for some, a good investment for some, whether it comes to uh, connecting with a uh, profession down the road or if it's connected to personal enrichment. And then, of course, college is a bad investment for others who are uh, maybe already know what they want to do and they've learned that what they want to do does not require um, a college degree, a diploma, or certain qualifications or certifications, maybe trade school, so this way you can get in and get out and get to working. Um, so there's a lot of options for you there. I think it's best to do your own research and never take anyone's like you know word for anything. Do your own research. Figure things out on your own um, because you know no one's going to want to take care of you the way that you want to take care of yourself. No one knows you the way that you know you. So um, you know it's important that you make the decisions that are best for you. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. <laughs>